Previously on the Arius Adventures. Alright, Gain. Where the heck are we? Alright, so as you guys the door creaks open as you guys all head out and and as you guys are looking around, you see in the center of the room there is a person sitting in a chair with their back to you. You can see one or more small reptilian creatures jumping around and waving their arms, trying to get the attention of the person in the center of the room. Hello? Who do they turn around and see? So, as you guys are waving and saying hello, you see uh, an, an older uh, human man turn around in the chair, and he kind of pulls some little stones out of his ears and, and puts his uh, smoking pipe down and waves and says, uh, Hello, adventurers. Or, or should I call you uh, the Ram Pack? I didn't know we're famous. Me neither, guys. Someone actually knows us. Manny is generally excited. <laughs> Karen, however, is not. Who, who are you? Yeah. Oh, my, my apologies. I forgot to introduce myself. My name is uh, Nim. I, I'm a wizard of sorts. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cool. But I, how did you hear about us? You know, that's. Uh, I I keep tabs on various adventuring groups. Yeah, can we get to, like, the important questions? Where are we? Well, you're no longer on Io or the continent of Arius. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Percival comes up next to you. Are you okay, General? No, I'm not okay. Uh, you, you guys are on the precipice of, of something pretty big, so I wanted to give you a little helping hand to... to further your adventures. As this is all going on, the kobolds look to Nim and seem to ask him some questions and point to different members of the party. So, I, I mentioned uh, before that, that my minions and I do, do watch parties to keep tabs on uh, different adventuring parties, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They... They, they've kind of been bugging me. They're, they're big fans. And so they, they've, ri- they've written down some questions for me to ask you guys. Oh my god, I know this is Oh no. Yes. Oh my god. That's hilarious. So Nim uh, reaches under his desk and pulls out this little bowl filled with uh, paper sheets. The kobolds, as he's doing all this, the kobolds are like gathered around you guys excitedly. Like their tails are swishing. They're all blinking up at you guys expectantly. Like they're just absolutely enamored to have you guys here. (laughs) (laughs) Ursine has like a a little black blush on her cheeks. Uh, all right. So th- this first one is addressed to the entire group. If you had to give a piece of life advice to somebody, what would it be? Bite her oh. neck. Oh God! <laughs> one of the kobold nods, like seriously. Are you like, okay, all right, noted, noted. Does he start writing it down? Like, yes. Oh. <laughs> He'll remember this for later. Always trust your friends. If you believe in something, uh, don't let other people uh, judge. Just believe in what makes you happy. Noted. 
hope is something that no one can ever take away from you. You always gotta keep it for yourself. Nobody can can change that for you. You hear the kobolds all like, aww. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so the the next one uh, is addressed to, to Farron. Huh? Oh. Um, <laughs> and it, it is signed by... It, it's signed by a smiley face, so I'm, I'm not sure wh which one of the minions it was. Uh, who is the best-looking member of the party, and why is it you? <laughs> <coughs> Bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Farron just kind of has, like, this dumbfounded look on his face, like, who the fuck is watching me and thinking that? <laughs> One kobold just kind of snickers on, behind his hands. <laughs> Gets like a bloody nose. I don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> Alright, uh, moving on. Uh, the, 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 the next question is for uh, Garrus, and oh. it is signed by Matt. Um, why do you love Fultus? Oh, well, uh, I've uh, been, I've grown up in a village of paladins, and uh, that was always my mother's main god that she followed, because she had a strong sense of justice and loyalty, so uh, that really admired me and made me want to become him. I know that I can't become him, but at least I can serve under his wings. Little green, this little green cobalt like nods, and he seems like really interested in this. Um, does, does let's little see. Cobalt has have a little wizard's hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. the The next question is for Roshin, mm -hmm. uh, and it was not signed. Um. How old are you? Hmm. Oh, confirmed. Confirm that's, age. That's a good question. How old am I? <laughs> mm, well, I think I was... Mm, four springs when I died. And it's been like... She starts counting on her little, like, weird spindly fingers. Her three fingered hands. Her three fingered hands, and then she runs out of fingers. Oh, wow. Over. <laughs> She's like, 14? 14? 14 more springs after I died. How many is that? So you're 14. No. Well, and. Well, 18. She's 18. Yeah. If, but would she get respawn? Would she respond? To, like, if she was turned into a kid soon right now, would she be 18 or would she be when she died? Don't know. I don't know. Good question. <laughs> well, yeah. I, don't know. I hope <laughs> I can grow up. Rasheed just has like an existential crisis. Just like, oh, I hope I am my same age. 
I mean, I'd like to grow up. I mean, I'd like to be able to be a kid. Like, not a dead one. I kind of spent most of the years hiding. Um, alone. So, it'd be nice to have some friends. Like, like, like my age friends. But I guess you guys are kind of my age friends. I don't know. I'm mentally a child. We know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent a total of like one day with you, and we know. <laughs> Ruffle my feathers a bit. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, so the next question is for Manny. Uh, this one was not signed. Um, is your mom single? And he just <laughs> one uh one black cobalt. He kind of like nudges the other one and gives like a wink. I I think so. I noise. No idea. <laughs> I haven't talked to her about that. Man, he seems really uncomfortable talking about his mom like this. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, the, the next the next question is for the disembodied the disembodied voice in the sky. Oh, uh, what? Are are there are there any holidays, unlike uh, Christmas? And are, are there are there any uh, special holidays in in Io or Arius? What is Christmas? Uh, so you guys do we all uh, hear this disembodied voice? <laughs> yes. Oh no. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> our, our entire reality just breaks. <laughs> Pretty much. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So there, <laughs> there are many holidays. Uh, instead of Christmas, most commonly uh, practiced holiday like that would be what's called Yule or Yuletide. Oh, God, I love Yuletide. That's my yes. favorite time of year. The snow, the presents, uh, magical. There's also um, expect four yule tides. <laughs> There's also the welcoming of spring or uh, uh, the spring solstice. There is the high summertide holiday that's celebrated in a lot of the southern king, like a lot of the more southern regions when it gets warm. And, um, yeah, there's, depending on the kingdom, race, and culture, there's all sorts of holidays. But those are some of the common ones that are practiced across the lands. Very nice. Yeah. Thanks, Voice in the Sky. You're welcome. Who was that? Why are <laughs> no, you comfortable with this? I told you, she's our god. The Is that you? One of the kobolds had me a paper, and it's like, Voice in the Sky, can we level up? No. <laughs> no. It's when we, it's when we uh, rest, we get to level up. Yeah, you so haven't rested yet. The the, the next question um, is for Tagoru, uh, and it was signed by Matt again. Um, it, if you were raised by wolves, uh, how did you learn how to speak common and orc? Uh, dryads, druids. Nope, not dryads. <laughs> what are they called? Not no no no. What I'm telling you is is no that there wouldn't have been dryads in your region. Okay, what would have been in the region that would have spoke? Wolves. 
Wolves literally spoke to you. Wolves spoke to me. We'll speak. Have you ever talked to one? Try right, next time. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Do, do. Next one is for Garrus again. Uh, what is your favorite meal? Um, a good soup because I can't. Re oh, actually, since I have my helmet off. Hmm. <laughs> what do you mean, since you have your. Never mind. I'm just going to have more questions after. Yep. <laughs> well, pre, pre uh, helmet stuck on my head, it would have been a nice cold soup so it doesn't burn my face and I can drink it through a straw or just pour it through the eye socket, which is very hard to do. Jesus but Christ. A very well done uh, steak. Mm, that does sound nice. Mm -mm. Uh, let's see. This next one is for uh, the the entire group uh, signed by Toby um, how far do you plan on adventuring together uh, and and what's one thing that your character would like to accomplish My I guess it's a two-part question There's a lot of fourth wall breaking that I feel like yeah. shouldn't be happening. It's fine. You're, <laughs> you're not in here. Look at it this way. The veil not... has broken like twice already. You're not in IO anymore. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's part of the idea of this encounter. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I like traveling uh, with these guys. They're fun. Yeah. I don't want to stop anytime soon. They're like me family now. So, I mean, as long as possible, and as long as they want me here. And I guess for goals, stop our retina, fix Roshin, help Garrus, and... But we still have to get back to Tagoro, because we haven't seen him in a while, so... Goro's yeah. right here. <laughs> we haven't had time Hi. to talk yet, General. Jeez. Oh, I found my mom. We <laughs> Didn't he tell us that? Yeah, uh, it was um, when we met up with him. Yeah, he told us he found his mom and she was dead. <laughs> yeah, Tagore has a new yeah. goal. To go to the city and kick their ass and then also kick a dragon's ass. More dragon's ass. Because he's already kicked like three dragon's ass. Now he wants more dragon ass. So you're all out of bubblegum? <laughs> mm -hmm. What's bubblegum? Don't worry about it. Okay, boys in the sky. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. You guys are something. I'm <laughs> trying to get back, and I'm trying to get back to the pit to make sure Garion hasn't burned it down. Is I know he will. <laughs> Fair enough. So. Yeah, for the question of how long I plan on doing it, however long it takes us to get back home, considering we're not on IO anymore. <laughs> yeah. You don't like us? As, as far as I can tell, General, Gar Garion's doing a great job pulling things together. Find but... that. Yeah. 
strangely, I believe you. <laughs> which is scary. Terrifying. <laughs> Considering you're saying that you have quote unquote watch parties that just watch us. One, which is weird. Two, an invasion of privacy. Thank you very much. <laughs> Three. Yeah. What is he doing right now? Can I ask you that? I mean, is he sleeping? Is he drunk? You you can ask me that, but I'm I'm not currently watching anybody. I'm here talking to you guys. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Never mind then. <laughs> you know, eventually you have to you have to let the baby birds fly, and I ruffle my feathers. The problem is when Garion flies, he breaks things. I'm pretty sure you broke some things when you flew for the first time. Not as much as Garion has, let me tell you. <laughs> Gary, Garion flying is like the, like the, <laughs> the caterpillar from Bugs Life. Bugs He just sure this big dumb Garion with these tiny little <laughs> dragon wings, yeah. <laughs> buzzing around like a bumblebee, bonking into things. Just dunk. Oh, sorry, dunk. Oh. Sorry. Oh, I As for that. your question, Roshin, <laughs> I do strangely like you folk. Yay! But I'm old. I can only take so much of this shit. <laughs> you don't look that old. Yeah, I'm older than probably all of you. Well, I think everybody's older than me. I'm baby. <laughs> I'm just trying to go back to my daily routine. Stressing about murderous inmates who have the capability of just erasing me <laughs> from existence. That's fine. It's fine. You get used to it. <laughs> this well, has been a breath of fresh air. I will admit. Yeah. Roshin looks to the others and just goes, he likes us. <laughs> Who doesn't like What's us? What's not there? Yeah, exactly. What's not there to like? Don't push your fucking luck. <laughs> okay. Hey. I'm pretty sure Drogon or whatever his name is doesn't like us. Drachna? Yeah. Well, yeah, fuck like him. him. He's stinky. And that's when Crowley looks back. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's another goal we need to do is figure out that mess with yeah. the crime lords and shit. I think my goals are to get alive again and make things better. Just, just, yeah. And yeah, we're going to help you with that. Those, those are just some pretty nice goals. Hmm. Are there any other questions? Uh, let's see. I've got a couple more questions here. One more for Tagoro uh, from Matt. Can you Hi, talk Matt. to Can you talk to wolves like a druid would? Voice in sky, can I? I mean, yeah, you can talk to them. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. I can also <laughs> speak a small dialect of raccoon. Very small, though. <laughs> Don't ask me about that. That was. A Exchange, pro exchange program. I gotta look curious, and that's oh all I'm gonna goodness. say. 
Baron is just staring at Shigoro, and you can almost hear the gears in his head trying to just put together who the fuck this guy is. Shigoro. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pull out another. Uh, see, here's another question for the Ram Pack. Um, will you guys ever celebrate your birthdays together? And this oh. one's signed by Toby. That would be fun. Jesus, I never even thought of that. I hope I remember well, when my birthday is. We really need hmm. to do better character development, guys. I think my birthday... <laughs> well, well, in... In, uh... In character, Garros is like 39 now. I think, I think my birthday is in autumn. I'm hearing a maybe. Yeah! yeah we'll celebrate the day we became the Ram Pack. Yeah. There. That's our birthday. <laughs> Group birthday. Uh, adventuring remember? party anniversary. <laughs> does, does anyone remember when that was? Nope. I can find out really quickly. Okay, thank you. <laughs> also, the funny part—the funny part is—we could literally just be in the middle of an episode, and we'd be like, "Hey, today's my birthday!" Right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn well, that's what I'm gonna do at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Honestly, I was just gonna like have it be the nearest episode to my IRL birthday, just to there make sense. There you go. Sense. Oh, there you go. Yeah, nice. And then technically, this is my birthday. Yeah. Oh, really? The <laughs> 28th is my birthday. Yeah. So we don't oh, happy birthday, to go happy, birthday. happy belated birthday. Or not belated. Early birthday. Early. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, Tagoro. He has a hat on his head. He's like, today's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Oh. It always appears on my head every time it's my birthday. That's how I know it's my birthday. <laughs> Actually, oh, uh, in the woods curse me. No. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um the harpy episode from season two mm-hmm. the day that we recorded it was actually my real life birthday that's amazing yeah i, I, I did <laughs> what were you gonna say nim well since it's since it's your birthday Chigoro, uh nim, nim hands you a little uh propeller hat Yo! <laughs> yes it, it actually makes him fly yeah, so this is an actual item that he wait, makes a propeller hat while wearing the it really does. Allows the what? wearer no, to what? use really? action to cast the levitate spell requiring no components. The helm oh. propeller spins and whirls loudly until the spell ends. Each time the spell ends, there is a 50% chance that the helm loses its magic properties and becomes non-magical. Oh my god, so it's literally oh, a higher level. Yes. And That's then awful. I tell him, as much as I love you right now, just so you know, Fiora will try to hunt you down for this because I will use this to annoy her. I'll just say good luck on her trying to find me. Right. I don't spin it. I'm saving it. You're saving it. That's that's fantastic. All right. Uh, looks like I have one last question in here, um, and it is for Farron. Again, uh, from Matt. Why do I have some two questions? I've been here for like two days. <laughs> how did you meet Garion, and how did he end up as a colonel? Oh God. For the second question. 
the military is a strange place. Uh, people, you know, you could be great at your job. You could be a stud. You could do everything you're told. And you could still fail. It's also a place where people can fail upwards. Garion, you know, God's bless his soul. He tries. But um, he's not the brightest... He's not the brightest bulb in the box. Um, so he somehow managed his way to get to a lieutenant colonel position. I, I don't know how exactly, but I met Garion years ago. You know, just at getting sent to different outposts. I met him there. Strangely enough, we became friends. And then it just so happened we got sent to the same place. Seemingly every time I transferred a post. So, there you go. Sounds good. Nice. So, uh, with the questions answered, all the kobolds seem very happy and satisfied. They even give you guys like a little applause. Thanking you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many cobalts are there specifically? There are a lot. <laughs> I will reach into the I'll reach <laughs> into the bag of holding and I'll give each one a candle. Oh my god. My candle. <laughs> Thank you for our company. They lose their goddamn minds that they're getting a Garrus candle. <laughs> Archie, Archie I, looks into her bag and she's like, oh, I just have some cool rocks. <laughs> I just want some rocks. A few of them nod their heads. She she gives them cool rocks. They happily they're, accept them. They're fun colors. She seems she seems like she picked up some like like river stones and pebbles and stuff on the way. <laughs> and then and and she goes up to Nim and she's like, I don't think it's as good as what what you give me, but here. And she hands him a, a very shiny, small uh, stream river pebble that's vaguely in the shape of a heart. Aww. Oh, well, thank you very much. And he, he kind of, he, he finds a nice place to, to uh, display it on his desk. It's not magic or anything, but I thought it looked nice. I like it. That was very nice. Yay. I'm glad. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what are you guys going to do next? Um, so, you've got all your fancy cool stuff, and you got to try some fun candies. So Gina's oh, wings! We heard that we were going to take a rest. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. I, I do have uh, a room off to the side where, where you guys can uh, rest up. And if any need healing, uh, more than what a rest uh, would do, I have some medical facilities as well. I think that would be good. <laughs> she just like looks at Crowley, Crowley and, and... Yeah, Crowley girl, still right? looks... I will say this, guys. Crowley still looks awful. And you see Pert, like he's kind of leaning up against Percy and Percy like looks worriedly up to him and everything like for some reason magic just really hasn't helped fully heal him up yet 
Yeah. Oh, is he having like hard time standing and whatnot? I mean, he did just die. So. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I just, I had the guy picked up again and I just drop his ass again and I go over to pick Crowley up. <laughs> I, I point to one of the kobolds. I'm like, take care of this one. Aww. One one kobold, one dark uh, black kobold with like shiny black scales. He pulls out a dagger and looks at you. <laughs> no, I meant like if he if he if he tries to escape, stab him a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little. Just just a bit. Of he stab. leans up just a little bit and just kind of like lightly pokes the tip of his dagger up against the skin of the the other half orc. Yeah, just enough. Is. Like doesn't. Push it in all the way, but just you know, scratches just a little bit. Just I like your bit. moxie, kid. He gives you a <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> and I'm gonna pick up Crowley like a like a wee baby. Oh, uh, <laughs> Tagoro, uh, I want you to watch this. Ready? I cast level five cure wounds on Crowley. Okay. I didn't even know I had cure wounds this entire time, by the way. <laughs> the whole time! Wow. <clears throat> That's why you I mean, haven't been the official There's our team yet. healer, folks. Team uh, healer, no. everybody! Naomi's our team healer. That's uh, 34 points of healing. Let's see here. <laughs> Legit, I didn't even know I had cure wounds until now. Alright. <laughs> Jesus, why by four? Yep. <laughs> Again, like, I mean, it's a powerful spell, and for some reason you finally remember you have it. Like, Fult just kind of, like, <laughs> hits you on the back of the head, like, hey, idiot. Hey, I have Lay on Hands pool. I don't <laughs> really need cure wounds all that often, but hey, I, I have it now. So, I don't yeah. Have it now. <laughs> Again, it we know? heals him just a little bit. We'll be right back with the rest of the episode after a quick break. Well, hello, hello, fellow travelers to the podcast airwaves. I'm Nathan. I'm Jake. I'm Jamie. And oh, look what's this. Why, it's something we made I'd like to tell you about. It's Night's Quest. <laughs> Night's Quest is a fantasy RPG podcast where the three of us use dice and our imaginations to write a story together. We're putting some wacky characters through whatever situations we can think of to tell an interesting story, and uh, it's improvised, so we don't even know where it's going to go next. Sometimes we buy socks. Sometimes we talk about bread. And sometimes we accidentally summon the god of chaos. Just an average Friday <laughs> here on Night's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> and with an original musical score for every episode, you won't want to miss anything that's happening in our story here at Night's Quest, every other Friday, wherever podcasts can be found. Yeah, we'll play some dodgeball and we'll get thrown in the dungeon by the king. It's fine. <laughs> we'll do it all here on Night's Quest. <laughs> Hi, I'm Richard, the host and GM of the D20 Future Show, the world's premier D20 Future podcast. We play the tabletop role-playing game D20 Future, and we put it out as a show. And sometimes, we are idiots. When a giant spider was attacking an old woman and you killed it. The giant spider, not the old woman. That is not enough to seduce security guards. <laughs> Strongly disagree, but... <laughs> okay, you are not right. that hot. <laughs> <laughs> Strongly disagree. Date me, I'm all 26. <laughs> <laughs> they are not player characters, they are not my book. <laughs> <laughs> Think, things got a little too crazy, but we're here now. 
Party time! Party time! Party time! The D20 Future Show is available on all good, neutral and evil podcast platforms. Just go to your podcast app and search for The D20 Future Show and you're bound to find us. <sighs> you're welcome. <laughs> Podcasting gold. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Greetings, adventurers. It's your community innkeeper, Wander, here to talk about our sponsors. First off is our longtime friends over at Awesome Dice. They've got you covered for all your dice and dice accessory needs. From metal and gemstone to their specialty dice, you can easily find the right set to give you the advantage on your next game session. Make sure to visit AwesomeDice.com to use the special discount code ADVANTAGE10 to get 10% off your next purchase. Add some more dice to your collection with Awesome Dice today, and gain the advantage in all your roles. Next up are our other long-term friends from Elderwood Academy. They have all you need to add to your D&D gaming experience. They create these beautiful hex chests, dice boxes, dice trays, and towers, and many more unique products in their store, including their catapults. You can find all their epic accessories and more at elderwoodacademy.com. Go check them out and look at all the great products. Get your dice catapult today and let them know we sent you. Lastly, we want to thank our awesome patrons for their support to the show. I want to give a special thank you to Not That Chris Brown, who took a punch from a silverback gorilla and broke all of its fingers. I'm Fantastic, who doesn't wear steel-toed boots because he already has steel toes. Kyle, who can crack a single leg between his biceps both of them. And Toby Scott, who eats bronze and shits copper. Your support helps us continue to make the show and brings more shenanigans and fun for each of you. So keep it coming. If you want to get in on the extra advantage, check out our three tiers on Patreon for all the exclusive perks to the show, including early episode releases and our bonus campaign The Repscallions, starring me, featuring a new group of adventurers still starring me. And don't forget to check us out all over social media, like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Looking us up at Party Advantage. As always, make sure to hit that subscribe button, so you stay up to date with all our latest episodes and announcements. Lastly, don't forget to check out our website, PartyAdvantagePod.com. You'll find all our seasons and bonus episodes, and check out all our content there as well. And with that all wrapped up, let's get back to the show. Uh, Nim, one of your kobolds uh, taps on your on the sleeve of your shirt and whispers something in your ear and points to like a set of doors behind one of the other halls, and then points to Crowley. Okay, um, so I'll I'll lead him off to one of the doorways that's kind of curtained off, um, and before I open the curtain, I want to turn and look to the party don't don't, don't be alarmed um when, when you walk in here <clears throat> no, uh, i part part the curtain and the room is lined with these uh glass cylinders and inside most of the cylinders they're filled with fluid and there's um various unconscious bodies of what, the, the, what? very different uh, in each of the cil- each of these cylinders, um, <laughs> I poop an egg. 
what? <laughs> and I, I, I point the kobold towards an empty one. The 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 cylinder is lowered, and we can place the body in. Uh, and once once we get the body situated, the the cylinder kind of rises and fills with a liquid. Um, and I I want to tell the party that you know while while he's while he's in here, um, the 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 this magical device will heal him of all of his wounds. It it may take some time though. So while you guys are resting, by by the time you guys have have rested, he should be fully cured. Oh. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. I was about to That's say. Good. Yeah. Whew, thank Probably you. Probably get naked. Thank you, Mr. Nim. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've seen Star Wars. I know how this goes. Get down to your undies. <laughs> get in your so diaper. The... Oh god. So the kobold goes and as uh, Nim is explaining all this, he preps the tank and everything and uh, points and chitters at you, Tagoro, to help undress Crowley and then place him inside the tank and you see the oh. tank rise up and get set in place and it begins to hum and whir with sounds and gadgets and stuff and you see the fluid. It, does it start to fill up? Uh, yeah, after after the glass rises. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts to fill up with this like really thick kind of fluid that's a bit like transparent and kind of cloudy with like this light glow to it. And yeah. This is the room where all the all the bubbling noises have been coming from. Mhm. Percival looks at you Nim and to the group. Are you, are you sure Archmage Crowley's going to be okay in there? Oh, he'll be just fine. Okay. Okay, can I roll an inside check on him real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure, why not? I'll do that too. I mean, it's you just put him in a mason jar and you just canned him for later. <laughs> uh, inside check says that he's being genuine, that he's going to heal him, but he's going to sell his bath water afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> 28. I, I got a 32. Wizard boy bathwater. All right, Nim, what do they oh, yeah. uh, what do they insight? I'm trying to see if you're kind of full of shit. No. No, I'm I'm speaking the truth. I'm I'm being completely honest. Like the whole time we've seen you been with you, you've been 100% with us. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we can trust him, guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would hope so. He just gave us a bunch of weapons. Yeah. Which if, we if really you want him, don't hurt us. You could have done that a long time ago. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, rest up. Check out the items. Yeah. So, uh, Nim. And the other kobolds show you to like a room that has like rows and rows of cots and beds and place for you guys to rest and everything. There's even like a little con like one of those um kind of like a continental breakfast, like when you go to a hotel and they have like mm -hmm. food oh, that's just been kind of sitting out for a little while. Like juice containers and stuff. Nice. They got apple juice? 
Sure. Yo. <laughs> you guys didn't notice, but Tagora walks in behind you all, and he's wearing Crowley's clothes now. Why? <laughs> oh my god, why? You're gonna rip them. Does it fit? I don't think uh, it fit. I'm Archmage now. Oh, Come on. It's just the robes. Just the robes. Just the robes. So they're like tight <laughs> on you because yeah. he's, a, he's a human. And then I feel like they're like uh, the typical anime girl, like the sweater <laughs> dress. Oh it just God. goes right down to like right bo- just covering my private parts. <laughs> Jesus. Legend. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Do you think Mr. Crowley would be okay with that? Probably not. Probably not. I'm gonna take them off when I go to bed, y'all. Just let me be a wizard for a day. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so does anyone want me to uh, check out their items? Do a quick identify to really get into sure. it? Me first! I... <laughs> okay. Mr. Garrus can go first. So I'll take the... 10 minutes a piece to whoever brings me their items to kind of talk a little bit about them. I'm gonna whack people over the head with a candlestick. My god. Alright, so you're casting Identify on his candlestick. Yeah, I'll just go down the line. I, I presume um, I'll save my staff for very, very last. Alrighty. So, let's see. We didn't when when you first got these. We didn't thoroughly like read through it, but we can touch on uh, some of this for the audience so they can see it. And we'll also po- post this on our our Discord so they can check out these awesome items that Toast made for us. Hell yeah! Heck yeah! So join that stuff. Hell yeah! So um, this is a tier six artifact uh, that requires attunement by a paladin. It, Me. Exactly. You. Um, this item has 10 charges. The staff regains 1d10 expended charges daily at dawn. Uh, it has what's called sunstone on it. This item appears to be a weapon hilt. While grasping the hilt, you use a bonus action to cause a weapon of pure radiance to spring into existence or make it disappear. While the weapon exists, it has the finesse property. So it does damage to undead. Um, See, when you hit an undead with it, that target takes an extra 1d8 radiant damage. And that target has disadvantage on saving throws against effects that a turn undead until the start of your next turn. So it also has weapon mimicry. I'm just kind of like reading a few highlights of this. As a bonus action, you can telepathically shift this weapon into one of its alternative forms. So you are proficient with it while you wield it. So here are here are the forms that you can turn this this weapon into: a great sword, a longbow, a long sword, or a whip. So pretty hella cool. A yule. It also has what's called Answering 3, which is another property, and it's for the melee melee form only. While you hold this weapon, you can use your reaction to make one melee attack against any creature in your reach. 
that deals damage to you. You have advantage on this special attack roll. Any damage dealt with this special attack ignores damage immunity or resistance the target has. Uh, conflagrating, conflagrating strike. I'm sure I'm fucking up these words here. Conflagrating strike four. So this one has three charges. You can expend a charge and uh, deal extra 3d6 radiant damage. We also have endless ammunition for when it's in the longbow form. Um, so you don't have to buy arrows or anything for this. It just has arrows that just get summoned whenever you use it. Mm. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, and, and Toast, correct me if I'm wrong, if he wants to use arrows, he can, right? Yeah, if you want to use arrows, you can. Right. But it, it, as, a, as a radiant weapon, uh, a radiant longbow, it's kind of like the, the, the longbow from the super old D&D cartoon, where just when you pull back the string, a, a, a radiant arrow appears and you just fire it. Okay. But yeah, hmm. you can also use like any ammunition you mm -hmm. want if you if you find some magical arrows they can add bonus stuff to an attack yeah. sure that'll work <laughs> uh so we also have what's called sacred healer three you can use your lay on hands feature at range now so you don't have to actually touch the person directly you have a range of 30 feet that you can use your lay on hands for someone Oh my god, this is like <laughs> the best. One of the best. Additionally, your lay on hands pool of healing is increased by 15 hit points. That's 110 healing I can do from 30 feet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's okay. Th thank you. <laughs> just, just thank you. You also have what's called Spell Charged 1. You can expend a charge to cast the shield spell from this item normally. So yeah, you so got an extra use of shield. It basically also turns into a shield. Yep. <laughs> to wield shields. Pretty much. <laughs> and then finally, you have Stretching 2, which can be used only on the whip form. When you make an attack with this weapon on your turn, you could increase the reach of the weapon up to a hundred feet. Once you use this property, you can't be used again until you finish a long rest. So you can only use this one time for an attack. So how much does Manny relay that to Garrus? <laughs> yeah, pretty much all of it. Garrus' eyes just go wide. His jaw drops. And I just look so... at him and I'm just like... Oh, um, I think we're in the room. Alone. I told you we're yeah. big fans. Well, appreciate good, sir. I feel like Nim is just vibing with you guys in the rest right. Of yeah. We just yeah. Chilling. So who's next? Right. Who yeah, wants to go next? next? Who is next? I, I guess I'll go next. Do I gotta take it off? Uh, nah, you don't have to take it off. I can do it right here. And I'll just okay. start tracing. She and... looks very happy that she can just stay snuggled in the warm. Yeah. 
My eyes kind of flash that purple and I start tracing through the cloak. Alrighty, so quote me. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Here it is. So Roshin. Yeah. I do like this one. This is awesome. Me too. <laughs> Cloak of the Bear Hug. Again, this is another artifact that is meant to be attuned by a spellcaster. So That's me! Think like Doctor Strange's sentient cloak. <laughs> Only this one has more of an animal theme to it. So this is Werebear Hive. While wearing this item, you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks that aren't silvered. Yep. You also have... Your cloak is also sentient. So as you're... As he's... A, describing things to you and it just and Manny's describing this part you feel the cloak kind of like nuzzling close and wrap itself around you and you don't really hear a voice but it's just more of like a soothing reassuring like kind of like you know meeting an old friend and do I also sense that as I'm yes through it? I would okay. I would say so okay you sense that there's a some sort of sentient personality about this cloak, and it doesn't seem dangerous or threatening at all uh, to Roshin. It actually feels very inquisitive and friendly, and even protective of her. Um, Roshin, Roshin smiles as as it kind of hugs her and, and like pets pets the the cloak. <laughs> and I am so, really pretty much yep. every single thing. It's got a personality, it's comfortable, so it's soothing and relaxing to wear. Contemplation, so you have advantage on constitution saving throws to maintain concentration on any spell you're concentrating on. Yeah. Wow, uh, it that's also, amazing. Yeah, super yeah. handy. You also have Bark Skin 4, which gives you... Uh, a bark-like crust when you use an action to to surround yourself with this property for about an yeah. hour. Hell and this yeah. gives you a plus five to your AC. This will be and, and every time you, you're hit, that, that, that plus five reduces by one. So, like, you have the plus five, you get hit, and then it's a plus four. And then you get hit again, it's plus three, until it's back to your regular AC, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Think of and it then, like layers that are getting chipped away. Exactly. Like an onion! <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. So, and that one also takes like a, a finish, uh, a short or long rest for that to recharge. Um, you have Smothering 3, which lets you use a bonus action to speak a command word, and the item begins to hover and fly up 30 feet and attack one creature of your choice within five feet of it. Manny, you detect a little bit of a curse. Uh, and this is what it is. Upon donning this item, whether you are attuned to it or not, you are afflicted with werebear lycanthropy. As detailed in the monster manual, the curse lasts until dawn after the next full moon. If you are still wearing this item, this time you are afflicted with lycanthropy again. Removing this curse will also remove its sentience and personality, releasing the spirit of the werebear trapped within. Huh. Does Manny tell Roshin that? Oh yeah, yeah. I tell, okay. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um hmm. She she like tilts her head and she's like, What? 
What is the lycanthropy? I don't really know myself. History check? I have to do more research on that one. Mm-hmm. Just be very careful. Can I do a nature check or something? No, not nature, but can I do a check of some sort? I would say either history or nature. I mean, the cloak seems friendly. Uh, nope. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> That's something you guys will have to find out about later, because I do have lore on where people. Yo! Oh, oh god. <laughs> I'm sure oh. oh, Oh, okay. Great. Well, I mean, it's good in nature. I can definitely tell that. Yeah, it's like it's giving me a big hug. Yeah. I'm, sure yeah. that, I'm sure that it's all good. All right, well, totally just, fine. Just be careful, and if you feel anything funny, just come see me, okay? Okay. She, pets, right. she pets the cloak again. <laughs> I'll offer up my chain sword next. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> I mean, this I, one's gonna be fun. I feel like it's pretty obvious what it is. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I was mean, about to say. I was about to say. Baron is just like, I guess you can look at it, but I'm pretty sure I know, I know all I need to know. So this is the Fang of the Silver Dragon. Yo. And I think we almost had dad and or chief in tears earlier when he was glancing through this so so for our audience to enjoy it yes <laughs> so this is described as a great chainsaw and it is a minor artifact that is to be attuned by a fighter it has the large misfire reach and two-handed properties on on it uh your misfire is two and it deals 2d8 slashing damage and it also has a bunch of fun little gadgets and add-ons to it so while activated the chainsaw gains the following properties the misfire scores increase by two on a hit roll one of the chainsaw damage dies one additional time and add it to the damage of the attack it emits a loud roaring sound creatures within 300 feet of you have advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing to locate you and have disadvantage on dexterity stealth and you have disadvantage on dexterity stealth checks i already did because i'm wearing heavy armor so well yeah you just have super disadvantage now <laughs> basically you're 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 trading stealth for plus one damage dice so it does <laughs> three i don't recall me ever considering stealth an option <laughs> Oh, man. Health was never an option. <laughs> exactly. This also has dragon scales silver, so you gain a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this weapon. On a hit, this weapon, with this weapon, the target takes an extra 2d6 cold damage. Uh, it also has a modification enhancement of extended, so you now have the reach property. It also has hilt integrated firearms. Not only is this a fuck off chainsaw sword, it has a, a flare pistol on it. Supremely so yo. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, again, it has ammunition, mortar charge, light, misfire two, and reload one properties with a normal range of 30 feet and a long range of 60 feet. 
Uh, this deals 1d8 piercing damage plus any other effects determined by the mortar charge use. Uh, we got chill, so the air around you is always unnaturally cold, even in warm environments. Your breath becomes visible and frost continually forms on the surface of your hair, weapons, and armor. So you just now look like a frosty old badass. <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, this also comes with combat mastery too. So while attuned to this item, you gain a plus two bonus to saving throws to the saving throw DC of all fighter class features. In addition, you can't be surprised while you're conscious. So no, no, no sneaky uh, rogues are going to get anywhere near you. Excellent. This also has Oath 3 on it. So basically, for the audience out there, this basically works like an Oath Bow, only you use a bonus action to speak the command word, and your target becomes your sworn enemy. So when you hold it and you make an attack roll, you have advantage against your sworn enemy, and he they take an extra 3d6 damage to it. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, we owie. <laughs> uh, this also comes with a large bandolier. This belt can hold up to 12 consumable items, such as focus gems, grenades, potions, loaded magazines, or mortar charges. It can be placed around the waist or across the chest. You can draw or stow this, stow items in this belt as a bonus action instead of an action. So just like the image of Farron, this full-plated knight with this badass bandolier now, just, ugh, super cool. <laughs> Perfection. Yes, exactly. Uh, you have Chilling Charge, which is uh, ammunition that comes with this. So these emit small, it's a small explosive device. It's used as ammunition on a hit. Each creature within five feet of the target must make a DC 17 dex saving throw. On a failed save, you take 2d6 cold damage, and the speed is reduced by 10 until the start of your next turn. On a successful save, it just takes half damage. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's your slow grenades. <laughs> so that could be super handy in big fights for crowd control and stuff. Uh, then we have freezing charge. And that is another uh, mortar charge. And that has a hit of a 10-foot radius. So anyone within a 10-foot radius of the target you attack has to make a constitution saving throw of 19. On a failed save, a creature takes 4d6 cold damage and is restrained for one minute. Oof. Yep. And then, like... On each of its turns, a creature can use its action to make a strength check to un to free itself or another creature who is under this effect. If the charge strikes a body of water or a liquid that is principally water, not including water-based creatures, it freezes that liquid to a depth of six inches over an area of 20 feet. And that effect lasts for one minute. Yeah. Really cool. So, Yeah. <laughs> That's your uh, little so enjoy that. Exactly. Yeah. That's your fancy new uh, sword there, pal. Oh boy. So uh, you know, stay <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He Manny just kind of looks at him with a smile. 
Anyway, um, Tagoro, what about your item? I like the idea of Manny makes that joke, and Fairy <laughs> just looks at him. <laughs> blink, blink. Hmm. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> you sure did. Put it right here, and I'll identify the Dark Star. Alright, so this is a Tier 7 artifact. That requires attunement. And it is... Okay, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of this. Is it Ion or... How do you That's say correct. it? That's correct. Ion. Oh, hey, I did it. Yay. So it's an Ion stone. You can either toss this in the air or you can socket it into your weapon and get the same effect for this, Adam. It has beacon. So you can use a bonus action to cause the stone to shed a bright red light in a 10-foot radius in a dim red light for an additional 10 feet or to extinguish the light. Socket insert. So as I just explained, you can put that in your weapon and use it. It also has what's called abyss. While the stone orbits your head, you have dark vision out to a range of 60 feet. If you already have dark vision, which I don't remember if you do or not as a half orc. Um, I do. Okay, so... It is now, what is it? It's increased now. So now you have a range of 120 feet. And magical darkness. So if somebody casts like a mad, magical darkness, you can still see. Which, trust me, that comes in handy. Preservation. If you are reduced to zero hit points and die... While this stone orbits you, or your... I would assume if, if it's still socketed as well, right, Nim? Correct. Yeah, so um, your spirit is absorbed by the stone and bound to it. A spirit that is bound to the stone can be... A spirit that is bound to the stone can be harmed, turned, or raised from the dead. The stone can only hold one spirit. If another spirit is absorbed by the stone, the first spirit is released to the afterlife and its personality changes. Wow. Yeah. So that's not like once ever. That's like always, right? Yeah. Huh. I have infinite <laughs> lives. <laughs> that's what Damn. I was just thinking. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, non-detection so while you're using the, the stone you can't be targeted by divination magic or perceived through magical scrying sensors so like people can uh, read your browser history Adam gore incognito mode <laughs> exactly <laughs> basically <laughs> basically <Yep. laughs> you also have and you're gonna like this Mind shielding. So while attuned to this item, you are immune to magic that allows other creatures to read your thoughts, determine whether you're lying, know your alignment, or know your creature type. Creatures can telepathically communicate you with you only if you allow it. So people can't like force their way into your mind and talk to you. So does it like literally just be like, you have a call from... Basically, yes. <laughs> ignore. <laughs> you can choose to ignore. If you're like, nah, nah, it's like doo doo doo. 
this person is not available. <laughs> the person you're trying to read is unavailable. Please leave a message after the tone. Perfect. Pretty much. Uh, this also is going to help you out because it gives you advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, and charisma saving throws. And you are immune to being charmed or frightened, and you are immune to psychic damage. Oh. <laughs> right? Additionally, magic can't put you to sleep. Hell yeah. So if you would have had wizard. this... <laughs> just think of how handy this would have been like back in season one and two, right? Right. Goddamn. <laughs> Can we go back and rewrite season one and two? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, we're almost done. We've got misdirection. While this stone is on you, anytime you are targeted by a spell of eighth level or lower that is targeting you or the area you're in, you can use your reaction to roll a one, a d10. On a one through six, you suffer the effects of the spell as normal. However, on a seven through nine, you are unaffected. On a 10, you are unaffected. And that effect is reflected back to the caster. Mirror force. Turning the caster so into, awesome. the, into the target. So could I use that and my spirit shield this requires a reaction so you'd have to use your reaction for this so you wouldn't i think your spirit shield also requires a reaction and you can only do one reaction per turn your face is a reaction but i mean like this one's pretty handy sweet yeah. oh wait no spirit shield can't be used on me yeah and then manny you detect that this item also has just a little bit of a curse to it as long as you remain cursed, you are unwilling to part with this item, keeping it within reach at all times. This item holds the following curses. While cursed, non-magical flames are extinguished within 30 feet of you. While cursed, you have vulnerability to radiant damage. Get the fuck out of here, Garrus. Join me. Join me with oh, vulnerability boy. to radiant damage. <laughs> I don't know why, but Tagoro just started ignoring me all, all of a sudden after he got that stone. <laughs> and I can't light a candle either. <laughs> I could yes. remove that curse. But he's not willing, that's a thing. He's not gonna let you touch it. Well, I'm not attuned to it yet. Oh, fair enough. But the thing is, I can only remove one curse. That's it. Uh, can you remove my curse? No, I. We already <laughs> talked about that. We can't. Try that. Remember a couple seasons ago? Excuse yeah, me, Manny. I just I have a scroll of uh, remove curse, but it doesn't work on your armor because it's like story driven. <laughs> Curse you, plot! <laughs> we just have this like fourth wall moment. What do you mean? What does it mean? What does oh, speaking mean? of that, I tried to rip off one of his pieces of armor. Hey, yeah. All right, all right. high or low? Jesus. Oh, God. You turn the guy's arm off. <laughs> <laughs> what piece are you taking off? Have I already taken off his cod piece? 
You've tried <laughs> many times, but you You've have taken every off. Time. So far, yeah. we've gotten a helmet and his gauntlets off. Oh, I'm That's going a... for the codpiece. Hey, yeah. Okay. Jesus. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's high! <laughs> so, Garrus, Tagoro, your best friend, gets right up in your personal business, just takes a firm hold of that codpiece and just. And who knows, maybe it's because you're not an Arius anymore, and maybe Nim's like weird workshop place is helping with some of this curse, but your codpiece just rips right the fuck off. Um. And he's holding it up for everyone to see. You are closed underneath that. Oh, yeah, you see like the flap of like this really dirty looking loincloth. You're well, because he's been it for years, bro. Do us all a favor and wash your balls. Right? <laughs> now scrub those. <laughs> Man, Garrus he just goes just... up for dissertation and just, uh, me get I it. Just, I just hand it back to Garrus and I just give you the fist bump, like, you're welcome. Oh Gar Gar Garrus blushes, um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that just happened? Yes, it did. I need to take a nap. Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> so do you want me to remove the curse? Yes. No, not you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so you can only get rid of one of them, right? Yeah. So and how many curses does this have? Just two. two. So okay. one's the obsessive and the other one's the weird magic flame extinguish. Uh, one curse is that it non-magical flames are extinguished within 30 feet of you. The second curse is you have vulnerability to radiant damage. No matter what, you're going to be obsessed with this. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I can make a magical flame, so probably the second one. So you're not vulnerable to anything. Yeah, might as well. Okay. So Manny will take the time to get the scroll out of the bag of holding. He'll okay. roll it. And uh, he took the time to uh, translate it into halfling. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to place the stone in the center of the scroll. And halfling, he's going to say, Usnaki. And the... Bless you. <laughs> the scroll is going to light up in a ring around the stone and lift up and as it lifts up it kind of like scans the item uh, back and forth up and down and then the rings go inside the stone and it glows and alright there you go that curse oh, yeah. is removed yay Alrighty. And as the curse is removed, the scroll is left blank. There's no yep. letters or anything on it. Yep. Alright. Alright, is that everyone? Anything else? That Just you. Look at mine. Alright. Hey, here we go. <laughs> so we Manny. We can do. So Manny. Sweet, sweet Manny. <laughs> you have what is called the Chaotic Evil Oath Staff. Oh yeah, that sounds good. 
Yeah, up to a great start. This is a spellcasting focus tier six artifact. Requires attunement by a spellcaster. So this staff has ten charges, and uh, it regains one d ten expended charges daily at midnight. So the base material is made out of wildwood. So when you cast a damage-dealing spell, using this item as your spellcasting focus, you regain 1d4 plus 1 hit points. Its magical core is Prometheum. So while attuned to this item made from a Prometheum, you must make a DC 19 wisdom saving throw at the end of a long rest. On a failed save, the creature becomes afflicted with a random form of long-term madness. Which, you know, I'm sure that's fine. While attuned to this item, you learn the critical spell metamagic option. You can expend this item's charges to use the metamagic option this item knows instead of sorcery points. You can use only one metamagic option on a spell when you cast it unless the option says otherwise. So, here's what critical spell does. When you roll damage for a spell, you can spend six charges to instead roll all of the damages, all of the spell's damage dice twice and add them together. Then add any relevant modifiers as normal. So it's an auto crit. Yep. Sorry, I just wanted to point out something about the wording there. Because <laughs> you're because you're a sorcerer, it says you learn the critical spell mana magic option. So you also know this and can use your sorcery points. To do right, it. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, which is dope. Right. Um, as you're doing your your identifying, you detect, like with Roshin's, uh, rogue. You detect a sentient presence within this staff, and Nim did tell you earlier that he did catch a vampire to make this this staff and. <laughs> From what you're sensing, it seems kind of pissed off at the moment. <clears throat> oh boy. Yeah. So, um, this also is a sentient weapon. Uh, it has a personality conflict, so it acts in opposition to its wielder's alignment and or purposes. So, you get the feeling that this staff isn't going to be like Avalon, the sword, where she's like super friendly and willing to work. This probably is going to butt heads with you. It also has Alien, which once attuned to this item, you constantly hear the ongoing, utterly insane mutterings of an alien intelligence trapped within this item. Again, probably the vampire dude. Should this item be destroyed, <laughs> though, the bean will be released. So it's fine. You know, just a normal day. <laughs> it also has Vampiric Strike. So when you hit with an attack using this weapon as a reaction, you can expend one charge to regain a number of hit points equal to the damage you deal. Each time the charge is spent, Red Blood oozes from the item's pores, and you must succeed a DC 12 Wisdom saving throw or suffer one level of madness. Next up, we've got Energy Bolts, Necrotic. So, 
This has an attack range of 30 feet. You are proficient with it and you add your spell casting ability modifier to its attack and damage rolls. Its damage is necrotic and deals and its damage die is a d4. Lastly, as specially requested in an earlier episode when Manny was super jealous of Farron's sword, this has the oath property on it as well. So you can basically use this staff uh, and get advantage on casting your spells and, and doing the extra damage. No curses, just the vampire inside just of it. Just the vampire, yeah. Just a dude. You just got you just got a dude. You just got a grumpy dude. And you know, the levels of madness you have to worry about. Yeah, no, no curses, just madness. <laughs> yeah, Manny, yeah, roommate. Manny instantly gets worried. <laughs> and looks to Nim. Uh um Mr. Nim. This Staff is legit pure evil. He, he just kind of gives you a thumbs up and smiles. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to decline this. I have enough dark magic as it is. I, I don't think this is for me. There's I'm always the mandolin. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if you want to par ways with the loot, I'll... From that loot. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely try it. I, just, um, I mean, if if that's what you'd like, I, I don't have any issues with that. I just think this staff is not meant for me. And that vampire... I barely even got a look at him and... He's already scaring me, so... Here, here you go, Percy. I, I think <laughs> you're underestimating yourself. Um, but... Yeah. No no worries. I, I appreciate it. So are you giving up the staff? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna trade in for the loot. Alright. As you hand it back, it's like, Pussy! <laughs> right, the vampire. <laughs> I'm yelling at you. <laughs> I didn't even want you. Give me to the big green guy. He looks fun. Alright, so so Nim uh, takes the staff and walks out of the room and, and goes and grabs the loot and, and hands you this uh it, it looks almost ebony black, the, the, the wood that the loot is made out of. And it has the vampire's go. brother in it. Larry, <laughs> Larry, a oh god. Jesus. Ooh. All right, so I won't spend as much time reading over this one, but I'll I'll hit the highlights of this. So it has gloom sight. So if you possess dark vision, the effective distance of that is increased by twenty feet. If you don't, it grants you dark vision if you don't already have it. Yeah, uh, right. that's awesome. So yeah. Uh, you have what's called the Bards. Um, you can play the instrument while casting a spell that causes any of its targets to be charmed, frightened, or frightened on a failed saving throw, thereby imposing disadvantage on the save. Super nice. Uh, we ha And it's made out of sarin wood. And it lets you know the Mage Hand Cantrip, 
You can also make that hand invisible and perform the following additional tasks with it. You can make a melee spell attack with it. You can stow one object the hand is, is holding in a container. You can retrieve an object in a container. You can use thieves tools to pick locks and disarm traps at range. And you can uh, do one of these tasks without being noticed by a creature if you succeed on a charisma check. It's a loot, so you're proficient with that already. You have knowledge of some songs commonly performed with this instrument. You have et your expertise aids you in recalling lore related to your instrument, so you gain proficiency or history with it. You also get performance. And you also get Compose a Tune. And this is as part of a long rest. You can compose a new tune and lyrics for your instrument. You might use this ability to impress a noble or spread scandalous rumors with a catchy tune. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah. The so this will be a bit fun for your bard side of things. Oh, yeah. I like it. So, Yeah. And with that, I would say you're pretty tapped out with all the magic casting there. Yep. Manny just thanks Nim for understanding and heads to bed. Nap time! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do you guys all settle in and thank Nim? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All Good right. night, Papa Nim. Tune. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. You, you all are most welcome. I uh, hope you have a, a good rest. And with that, Nim and his kobold minions follow him out the door and leave you guys to your rest. And I imagine Farron's holding his chainsaw sword, <laughs> like, spooning it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, are you spooning your stone? I can't spoon a stone. Okay. But if I could, I would. I would. Of course you would. All right. All right. And with that, I think that's a good place to call it for tonight. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the Arius Adventures here on Party Advantage. Come join our community over on our Discord channel and hang out with the cast and fellow fans of the show by following the link in the episode description. You can also find us on our very own website, www.partyadvantagepod.com, where you can find updates for special announcements and events. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter using at Party Advantage for fun posts and episode updates. Lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you stay current with all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back in two weeks for more Aries adventures as the Ram Pack continues their journey. Will the party find the advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.